the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Summertime is right around the corner. That means barbecues and road trips and swimming pools, which also, unfortunately for this girl, means swimsuit shopping. It can be such a challenge to balance modesty and body image issues and somehow still manage to have fun. I'm Summer Shore from The Fish. We are going to be talking about this and more on The Best Day Ever with 104.1 The Fish and 93.9 KPDQ. I have here in the studio with me Miss Crystal Thornton from 104.1 The Fish, Georgine Rice from 93.9 KPDQ, and Kat Taylor from Middays on The Fish. Thanks so much for joining us today. I don't know if you've had this experience, but chime in if you have swimsuit shopping, right? Uh. We'll, we'll <laughs> affectionately call this the swimsuit edition. <laughs> um, so I typically have pretty optimistic body image, and I went swimsuit shopping last week. And about 30 minutes into being in a fluorescent lighting target three-way mirror dressing room, I was starting to doubt myself. And I don't know, I've yet to find that suit that makes me feel like, yeah, this is the one. But I don't know, online shopping versus trying on. Where do you guys stand with that, Kat? I can't imagine. I mean, online shopping, I know a lot of people do it. And I think, Mm -hmm. I hate shopping. I should just do it online. But there's (laughs) no way that I could order a bathing suit online and feel Mm -hmm. like it's going to... This is probably my least favorite time of year. I mean, shopping for swimsuits or dresses or shorts, you know, and you do start getting all those doubts about yourself and your body image, you know, going through your head. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's it's challenging. Yeah. Georgine, do you have a favorite way to shop for swimsuits? Well, I haven't shopped for a swimsuit for quite a while, but, <laughs> but I think you do need to try on a swimsuit because mm-hmm. it's not just the style, it's the fit as well. So I think the right. challenge is finding something that fits you. You can see someone on a runway and think, man, that's great. Right. You put it on yourself and it's like a whole different <laughs> image. That, that's that a different mind. runway. So, yeah, yeah. Now, Crystal is our resident fashionista. Well, I was just going to say, unlike some of you, I love to shop. <laughs> but one of the things that uh, will help anyone, mm-hmm. because we have technology today. If you go online, you know your body style, you know your body type. If you're top heavy or top heavy, sorry, you're top heavy, or if you're bottom heavy, there are different patterns, there are different shapes, there are different types of swimsuits that are designed to flatter you based on your own body style. So if you want to go online and Google how to find the perfect swimsuit for my body type, A whole lot of stuff, a whole lot of information is going to come up that can help you at least get started. But just Mm -hmm. like Georgine said, ultimately, confidence Mm -hmm. is going to outweigh anything that I say or anybody on this panel says. I think your confidence has to be tethered to reality. Absolutely. I've seen some girls wearing stuff. They are confident, but oh my, not everybody. (laughs) Right, 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 right. right. So it needs to be reasoned. Yes. So good. Yeah. Go try it on. And if you're confident in it, <laughs> then it's the right one. If it makes you feel good, mm-hmm. you know, and then you know what you can always do. And I think Georgine, you'll love this. Get one of those beautiful Hawaiian uh, sarongs mm-hmm. and just tie it up, honey. And mm-hmm. whatever you have on top is going to be covered up on the bottom. 
Get excited. There's your modesty <laughs> right there. That's our life second opinion. And a second opinion. <laughs> yes. Someone so, who will tell you the truth. Yes. Now, this modesty was a big deal in my family growing up, and every swimsuit had to be run by my father. <laughs> now, he is Latino, and he is from New York. And so his stand, I mean, he would have me swim in sweatpants and a sweatshirt, and that was acceptable in his eyes. <laughs> so my, I think having that second opinion, hey, is this is this riding up a little bit, or is this okay? Cutouts. Where do you guys come down on the cutouts? For those of you who haven't seen cutouts, it's like there's a little section of the swimsuit that's mesh, and it kind of looks like straps going all which ways. This well, is like a really popular trend, but I don't know. Where do you guys fall down on that with modesty and stuff? I think that your age also and, and your your fit your fitness play a big part in that. Um, I actually have a cutout, believe it or not, and I'm not... Uh, small by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm not huge either. But it depends on where that cutout is. Like mm-hmm. mine there is a go. cutout, but it's mesh. Mm-hmm. So it is modest, but it's still flattering and it's still fashion forward without being over the top. Mm-hmm. Oh, and by the way, these are one pieces, okay? <laughs> Ain't nobody putting on a two piece, not right now anyway. But yeah, I just think it just depends on, first of all, you know, Think about your age and not Mm -hmm. to say that as you get more mature that you can't still be fabulous because you can. Mm -hmm. But you just need to, like Georgine said, you know, maybe get it, maybe get a second opinion. Try it on and see how Mm -hmm. you feel in it and how it actually looks. I think we also need to be as women of faith. We need to be thoughtful about the people who are going to see us in that bathing suit Mm -hmm. from a distance. We're talking about somebody's son, someone's husband, someone's father. We need to be considerate of Uh, what image we're presenting to them and what their imagination might be drawn to if we are not modest enough. So we Mm -hmm. need to be thoughtful not only of ourselves and our figure and what looks good on us, but what uh, what kind of image we're projecting uh, on young men and, for that matter, men of any age. Right. So I have two sons, and they're old enough now to go through the shopping center aisle magazines and say, that outfit is inappropriate. (laughs) Something we practice is bouncing our eyes because it's all around us. It's all around us in the world. Um, But teaching them to bounce their eyes when they do see something that maybe is a little bit more than what they're able to handle. Now, Kat, you have daughters, so you're on the opposite side of the coin and trying to find modest swimsuits for your girls. How Mm. has that been? It's a little challenging, more so for my older daughter, who is Mm -hmm. nine, um, and my younger one is seven. But this is the first summer that my oldest daughter has come home saying, I want a bikini, mom. I have to have a bikini. You know, she's always been pretty happy about just doing the one piece thing. Yeah. Uh, but this year she is adamant about a bikini. And I said, we'll, we'll go shopping. We'll look for, you know, the tan kinis, the yeah. one that, you know, go down a little bit more. And, but it's this hard balance between I want her to feel comfortable with her body and who mm-hmm. she is. And, um, but also teaching her that we don't need to show that much skin, you know, and that balance is, it's challenging. And then my younger yeah. ones, what's a bikini? I want a bikini. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Whatever that is. I'm, right. I'm loving that we're talking about this because for the first time since I've lived in the Northwest, I went to our pool this past weekend and my son was with me. And here's a great tip. If a bikini that a, another woman is wearing makes you uncomfortable as, you know, a woman, mm-hmm then maybe it might just be revealing a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that we're prunes up here or prudes or whatever the word Could is. Could be either. It's Oregon. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, I, I do believe in that modesty. I think you can be fashion forward and fabulous, but still be classy, mm-hmm. especially when you're in mixed company. Mm-hmm. And it is about being respectful of others because, mm-hmm. you know, people are going to look and, you know. Mm-hmm. 
You just well, want to make is, sure that you're you're setting a good example. Yeah, and it's tricky in this culture, right? Because we do have a lot of body shaming mm-hmm. happening in the culture and a lot of speaking out against body shaming. And we want people to feel comfortable and confident in, in how God made them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think, like Georgine was mentioning and like we've all been talking about, it's important to keep that virtue at, at the forefront of our mind. And, and ultimately, does this honor God in what I'm wearing and how I'm carrying myself? Because I actually have seen some girls in very modest swimsuits carry themselves in some ways that weren't so modest. Right. Right. So it's not just what we're wearing, but how we're carrying ourselves. Yes. Have you guys ever struggled with body image and, and how have you handled that as a woman of faith? And yeah, Kat. Um, for me, body image growing up was something that was very hard for me. Um, and it's funny now when I talk to my mom, she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. You probably heard me, you know, always saying, oh, I don't look good. I need more makeup. I need this. And I think that played into my head growing mm. up. So with my two girls, I'm very intentional about how I talk about myself in front of them. Mm-hmm. And not once have I said, oh, I wish I were thinner or oh, I wish, you know, I really try to speak positive, <laughs> whether I feel it or not, right. <laughs> um, in front of them. Because I want them to grow up knowing that they are beautiful just how they are. They don't mm-hmm. have to be bigger or smaller or different hair or whatever. Right. Um, but it's, it's challenging. It's hard. For sure. I think we also need to be aware of the fact that Madison Avenue works 24-7 to undermine our contentment, Mm -hmm. to make us dissatisfied with who and what we are because that drives the market. If blue is the color of this season, then it will definitely be out next season. And you may have that same item, but it has to be in a different color. And when (laughs) blue comes back into season some years later, it's going to be a different shade of blue. So what you already have is not going to be sufficient. So we have to recognize that we live in a culture Mm -hmm. that deliberately undermines our sense of satisfaction. And so Mm -hmm. we have to look to another source mm-hmm. as uh, to define for us what is true beauty and what Amen. what are the parameters of what's what's appropriate yeah. and that's not going to be found in the in the general culture we're called as women of faith to live counterculturally mm-hmm. and that may be a challenge for us um, but if we're mindful of it i think we can do a, a much better job of putting things in their proper perspective amen being in television for most of my career, mm-hmm. body image was definitely on the forefront because a camera will give you 10 more pounds than what you mm-hmm. actually have. Now, I was always a little hippie girl, so um, I was a little bit concerned about that growing up. But I'm so grateful that um, I believe that we're in a society now where curvier women are becoming more and more popular mm-hmm. and body image is shifting. And I think it has a lot to do with strong women being on television that have shown us the way, have paved that way. Oprah Winfrey would be one person that comes to mind sure. for me um, growing up and watching her struggle with her weight and being so open, honest about it. And today now she's, you know, the Weight Watchers spokesperson, um, you know, because it, it puts her in a real state with the rest of us who have dealt with it. We all want to look good. We all want to feel good. And ultimately, I totally agree with what both of these ladies have said. When you have beauty on the inside, it doesn't matter really how you're shaped on the outside because God made us all beautiful. And that variety and that distinction of how each of us is shaped and formed are in his image. And I think what is most important is not what we look like on the outside, but how God has formed us on the inside and how mm-hmm. we project that to everyone around us. Mm-hmm. That's true beauty. Mm-hmm. And I think that over the years, um, that's one gift that I believe God has given me. Even though I may not have always been happy with what I saw on the outside, I knew that on the inside, God had made me beautiful. I'm a child of the King. Mm-hmm. And you have to remind yourself and give yourself those affirmations every day 
that are positive because the world is speaking the negativity into us on a daily basis. Well, and I think you've really touched on something. I am a child of the king. Right. When we have our identity in something higher than ourselves, something higher than what culture says we ought to be, I think it gives us the freedom to, to have what I call the holy I don't care. Right. <laughs> I love that. It's not indifference. Right. We care. We're invested in our community and in our culture, but we don't care what the world necessarily thinks about if I have to drop five pounds or if I don't have the thigh gap. Right. It's the holy. I don't care. We know who we are in Christ. We know who how God sees us. And I think we try to see ourselves and others through the lens that God sees, um, which is wonderful. It's a beautiful gift to be able to give to someone and to give them permission to walk in that same freedom. Mm -hmm. So in talking about body image, have there been any role models that have really inspired you or helped you in finding that confidence or in pointing to God as the source of that confidence? Has there been anybody particular in your life that has done that? I know for me, my grandmother just walked around with, she had the holy, I don't care. She walked around just confident and she'd have her swimsuit and be out by the pool and just in her thick Dominican accent, you know, shout cheers and she'd hold up her iced tea and we would toast and just enjoy the day. And she never... I never saw her fretting over her image. She just got in the water with us and played. Mm -hmm. Has there been anybody like that in your life? I think that may be somewhat generational in that there Mm -hmm. wasn't as much emphasis on one's physical appearance. I know there are people that are physically unattractive that emanate a beauty that's very attractive. Mm. And I think in in that culture, there was more of an emphasis on character and what you emanate. Mm. Today, it's more focused on the outward appearance. You can Mm -hmm. be a, a rather um, unattractive person in terms of what you say and how you behave. But if you're, if you're put together just right, then, you know, in our culture, that's, that's just fine. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about a kind of beauty that a, a car accident, that aging, that the things that, are, that happen to our physical body can't diminish. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So how do we channel that? How do we get a hold of that, that charisma, that inner beauty, and, and sort of put it out to the world? I, I believe that giving God our best is true beauty. And it doesn't necessarily mean that being fashion conscious or body conscious on the outside mm-hmm. is a bad thing. We don't want to say that, oh, just because you like nice things or you dress well means you're a bad person. But you just want to make sure that that is equally true on the inside. Mm-hmm. The person that, if I may Please. mention, mm-hmm. someone that really was an influence in my young life. Her name was Miss Norma. Mm-hmm. And she was the most beautiful African American woman I had ever ever met she used to come into my aunt's uh, uh, hair salon and get her hair done and she'd walk in and she'd throw off that fur I know that's not uh, culturally acceptable nowadays as much but she'd throw that (laughs) fur down and she'd have on a sweatsuit and all her jewelry and her hair would be back in a bun beautifully just put together and it wasn't like she was dressed up fabulous but it was just how she carried herself Mm -hmm. later on that same woman would take me into her home when I got kicked out of my house Wow! and cared for me. And her son was one of my best friends and was the reason for me going to college Hmm. because he talked to his coaches who had gotten him a basketball scholarship at the University of Alaska. And he said, I'll come if you can provide her with a scholarship as well Hmm. and gave gave them a little bit of background on me. So her outward beauty attracted me. But it was her inward beauty that made limited. a difference yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. in my life. Yeah, that's yeah. Beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. I wouldn't say there's somebody I can think of, mm-hmm. um, but you can tell when you go places that there are those that are just so 
confident with who they are and they are beautiful people on the inside. You know, you can go to a pool and you can see those individuals that are just like, hey, I'm here to have fun with my kids and I'm totally comfortable. And I look at that and I think, yes, I want to do that. I want to be like that (laughs) because those are the memories your kids take away as you jump in the pool with them. They're not going to remember what you looked like in a swimsuit. And uh, they're going to remember how you made them feel Mm -hmm. by playing with them. When you look at the history of what was considered beautiful, um, historically, a big boned woman with large thighs and buttocks mm-hmm. was considered beautiful at one time. Then there was right. the, the very skinny woman era. So it's changed over time. So it's mm-hmm. not a fixed point. Right. But if you look at God's word and what he says about us, that we're fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm-hmm. And if you if you look to that source to define, OK, what is beauty? And you pursue that and enhance the, the gift that God has given you in your mm-hmm. physical body. But recognize that's not the primary source. Yeah. I think then you can be content, whatever your frame happens to be absolutely mm-hmm. amen georgina's on fire yes. <laughs> i know that's right i know that's right <laughs> so if you could go back in time to your awkward what 14 14 was my awkward year it may have been a different year for y'all but 14 year old self and and tell her something to help her to feel confident and and content with who she is mm. what would you say that would be one thing i always uh think about i wish i could go back and and have myself believe is, you know, don't care what other people think. I spent mm-hmm. so much time and maybe mm. that's just part of being an adolescent in those teenage years. Sure. I was so consumed with what other people were thinking that I was miserable a lot of the time. And it's like, this is crazy, you know, <laughs> and I wish I could go back and, and, you know, and I remember my friends that didn't care and how comfortable they were and how happy they were. And I was like, man, I just wish I didn't put so much into what other people were thinking. Yeah. Mm. I would say, For me, I was always the kid who thought outside of the box. I would go to school with the peel box hat. Hmm. And dressed up like I was in the 1940s. I could see that. I mean, I I was Jackie O, honey. I was Jackie O. And nobody else dressed like that. So I obviously had something about myself (laughs) that I don't know. But I would say love who you are. Mm -hmm. And every day find, you know, I wish somebody had told me this a long time ago. Find a quote, find a scripture that you can hold on to. Mine was always, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And when you tell yourself that over and over again, the Bible says out of your mouth, you can speak life and death. And when you speak life into your own being, that is so powerful. Don't look in the mirror and say, oh, I look like this. Look at yourself, even when you don't necessarily believe it, but speak that thing into existence. I love you. Hello, beautiful this morning. You know, um, this is going to be a great day. God, surround me with people who are loving and kind and help me to be a light in a dark place. Mm. You know, when you speak those things, that confidence, that belief into your being, out of you comes what you put in. We do fish food for thought a lot. And one of the ones as I was looking was God never created someone that he didn't love. Mm. And I think sometimes we get caught in this these tapes that play in our head. I'm not worthy. I'm not uh, beautiful. I'm not fill in the blank, right? And and I think it's something as women, as humans, we all experience. Have you guys ever had a counter tape? It's sort of what we're talking about, right? Is this counter voice in your head saying, no, you are worthy. You are fearfully and wonderfully made, like Georgine was saying. Um, God never made a person that he didn't love. Um, what's a counter tape that, or a mantra that you sort of have held on to? One thing, uh, and this came from the fish food for thoughts right? that I yeah. read that I read one time. I'm like, oh yes, I go back to this all the time. Um, uh, comparison is the thief of joy, mm. and uh, I think you know, especially when we're on Facebook now and we're on social media, and there's yes. so much in our face. 
Um, if you sit there and compare yourself to everything, then yeah, you're never going to be happy. And yeah. my mom would always say, there's always going to be someone that is, you know, wealthier than you or better than you at this. And there's always going to be someone that's not. You can't spend your life comparing yourself because it does rob you of joy. Yeah. Yeah. I would just say choose joy and contentment. Mm-hmm. Um, because there, again, there are so many voices aside from your own that are telling you something else that we mm-hmm. have to make a decision. This is how I'm going to live. This is what my priorities are. Right. And that can make a real difference. The one that sticks out in my head constantly, and I love it, is people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Mm-hmm. So that also is a way of showing the beauty on the inside. It's not always what you're looking like on the outside, even right. though. We all think we're fabulous up in here. <laughs> but making that other person feel good and special, you know, make me feel important. Pretend like they have a sign around their face that says, make me feel important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you make someone else feel important, you have no idea what kind of joy, what kind of day they've had, mm-hmm. um, how you can make a difference in that person's life. Yeah. And in that way, you could be the most beautiful person in the world. Absolutely. Well, I think you just mentioned there are so many voices in the world that are giving us input. And it's so important to kind of hang on to truth. I think that's when we make a list of truth. Uh, it's uh, one of the verses talks about whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is lovely, think on such things. And I had always dismissed that as a think happy thoughts and you'll be fine kind of a verse. But it's really a challenge to reorient our thinking to what is true. And when we stop in our tracks and we stop that tape from playing in our head and take that thought captive, and we really make a list of what we know is true, God loves me, I am beautifully and wonderfully made, I can impact someone's day and be a blessing, um, I think it reorients our thinking back to the source of truth, back to how God sees us, and really can change not only how we see ourselves, but how we impact others by exuding that joy and that confidence and that peace. Thank you so much for just sharing your thoughts and your hearts today. We would love to hear your comments or suggestions for future topics. If you'd like to reach out to us, send your email to contact at 1041thefish.com and tell us what you'd like to hear about, what you'd like to talk about. Once again, that's contact at 1041thefish.com. We'll have new episodes of The Best Day Ever with The Fish and KPDQ twice a month on Mondays. You can download and subscribe at thefishportland.com or kpdq.com. And until next time, we hope you have the best day ever. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.